Under the torch of the Statue of Liberty, a revolution is brewing. My name is Kellen Vincent and it is my honor to tell you about the women's suffrage movement in America. Women across America are banding together, uniting for a singular purpose, the right to vote, for their voices to finally be heard. Lady Liberty's light shines upon the Seneca Falls Convention in 1848. Pleasant were Lucretia Coffin, also known as Mott and Cardi Station. Cardi Station was denied a seat on the World Anti-Slavery Convention of London. Because this was just a start, not much happened. However, the Declaration of Sentiments, a manifesto that brings to light women's grievances and demands which they based on the constitution was made. They brought up 11 resolutions and the ninth was the most crucial, a right to vote. Two weeks later, within the, world, within the walls of the first Unitarian church, a second rally was taking place. Within the audience was Susan B. Anthony, a soon-to-be mother of the suffrage movement. This was the first rally where both men and women were present together. Since July 4th, 1776, shortly after the convention, America entered war, the Civil War. The rallies were put on hold until the end of the war in the early 1870s. The reconstruction of America begins after the Civil War, and African Americans are given the right to vote. This makes the women know that they had a chance at victory. In order to be taken seriously, they decided to appoint a leader. Susan B. Anthony became that leader. Together with Elizabeth Cady Stanton, they held their first rally in the state of Kansas, where the battle, where the battle to free slaves began. One of her most well-known acts was in 1872. She and her lawyer created a plan where she managed to cast her vote together with her two sisters, Mary Stafford Anthony, Gulema Anthony McLean, and Hannah Anthony. They were all arrested. However, Susan refused to pay, for, to pay her bail and demanded to go to trial. This way she could speak and her voice could be heard. While in court, Susan's lawyer defended her under the basis of the 14th Amendment. It states that, as a citizen of the United States of America, she was subject to the privileges and immunities of other citizens, which included her right to vote. Though the prosecution said that these privileges were only valid to the ones mentioned in the Declaration of Independence, Susan was not allowed to speak for herself, which was her main motive of asking for that trial. On the last day, however, she was asked if she had anything to say. She called out the court for not honoring her civil, political, and judicial rights by not having a jury of her peers. She then proceeded to give, as some might say, the most famous speech in the history of the women's suffrage. She was released and ordered to pay a $100 fine. 
She never did pay the fine until today. She walked out of the courthouse a hero to women everywhere. Unfortunately, Susan B. Anthony never saw the suffrage movement through. She died in 1906 at the age of 86. She said, failure is not possible. Stanton had died earlier in 1902. The two were succeeded by Alice Paul and Carrie Chapman Cutt. They were leading a whole new generation of women to suffrage. They took a different style than the old leaders. The women picketed outside the White House. The main point was to peacefully pressure the Democrats and President Wilson to let women vote. However, when the war to end all wars broke out, also known as the World War I, the women were arrested and jailed as political prisoners. While the women were in jail at the Okokwan, the women who were still fighting vowed to take a hunger strike. The guards forced them to eat in a brutal way. From young to old, they were beaten up and tortured. Lucy Burns, one of the leaders, was forced to stand all night long. Another suffragist suffered a heart attack, but was denied health care. On an optimistic note, the night of terror helped the suffragists spread the word on what they were fighting for. This made more women pick at the White House, even though the country was still at war. The year is 1920 and Woodrow Wilson is president. 20 states have given women the right to vote. However, the National Women's Party wants to make the federal government make it a law on all of America. For the law to be ratified, however, Tennessee becomes the deciding state. Men wore red roses as a sign of protest against the movement, while those who supported it wore yellow roses. The first vote on, the, on August 18 ended in a deadlock, showing how tight the whole thing was. Harry T. Byrne, a 24-year-old representative, forever became known as the American who gave women the deciding, the deciding vote. This came as a surprise to all. Before he cast his vote, his mother, Feb E. Byrne, sent him a letter pleading with him to let the women have a say in the country's matters and let and the letter said be a good boy and vote for the amendment. With his red rose on and the letter in his pocket, Harry voted for women with a single eye, ending a seventy year old battle. August twenty sixth, nineteen twenty became a new day in the nation and was marked as the first Women's Equality Day, and the 19th Amendment was adopted to the Constitution. I began the podcast with the Statue of Liberty. This is because it has a quote I like. The quote states, Give me your tired, your poor, your hard masses, and to break free. The key word is free and liberty. The building blocks of America are removed. 
When women like Susan B. Anthony felt like these founding rights of the country should apply to her, she fought for it. It is people like her who remind us, from the immigrants on Ellis Island in the early 1900s to you, the listener of this podcast, America is home of the brave land of the free. Women can vote due to freedom, and they should never take it for granted. The women's suffrage movement was one of many fights of freedom that have happened within the free world, and are honored for their bravery in every state of the Union Andes, as the Democrats were white. Many have succeeded, some have failed, and it is enough failure that we get the courage to be better, to be the lamp beside the golden door, which is America. It has been an honor sharing this monumental time in history. Always fight for what you believe in. My name has been Killian Vincent. Peace out.